0: welcome welcome to practicing qualitative research methods or baby qual in this episode i talk about academic writing styles one of the primary ways that researchers learn to write academically is using the american psychological association or apa style manual apa style 7th edition is the most recent apa offers a set of guidelines for scholarly communication there are several supports available to use for helping with apa style such as the APA Style Manual and the Owl at Purdue. APA also has a monthly blog that you can sign up for, and this blog answers questions about common APA mistakes. There are so many rules to learn, but the best advice I can offer is to create a cheat sheet or save the links to the APA Style Papers on the APA website. When I first started learning APA, I printed the APA paper from the website and I highlighted within the paper and wrote down the specific rules in the margin so that I can learn them. And I used this whenever I was writing. A mistake I noticed that young writers make is that you should not follow the rules in published papers in a journal, because journals may have a slightly different formatting, such as differences in the in-text citations. So journals may have their own writing style, but there are common and frequently used APA formatting rules that you should learn and use them in your writing for all of your assignments so that they become habitual. A few of them are known how to use AND, A-N-D spelled out, and the ampersand for in-text citations or using et al for three or more authors when you first mention them. Now this is actually a new rule from the sixth edition where you name the three authors and then you use et al. But now for the seventh edition, if you have three or more authors, you mention the author's first name and then you use et al. Three other common rules are to use the jagged edges for your paragraphs, meaning you do not justify where you make the paragraphs look like a box, don't do that. Use the normal heading and a align left. This creates a jagged right side printing of your content. For your paragraphs, no extra spaces between your double-spaced document, and your margins are gonna be one inch all around. So finally, pay attention to the formatting of your references in the end. For your references, pay attention to upper and lowercase titles for the names of your studies, and the italics for the name of the journal. Also include the DOI which is the digital object identifier or the URL for the papers. This is the manuscript's authentic address that you can access it directly. There are as I said many APA formatting rules but having a cheat sheet or the actual style guide which I keep by my desk are great resources to have nearby as you write. You can also save links to the APA's website that you can get to easily. So learn those APA rules, and the best way to learn them is to use them. Have fun. Hello, qualitative researchers. As qualitative researchers, we are interested in knowing how individuals or people understand, experience, and live in their world. In this episode, I share a few of the most common types of qualitative research approaches or designs. Each has unique features, but they have the similar characteristics that make them qualitative. So even with a few common elements, there is no single method or methodological approach for doing qualitative research. Qualitative research is called interpretivist or constructivist because it is concerned with the knowing, studying things in their natural setting and attempting to make sense and meaning of social life. It is how people make sense of their world or interact in their world. Qualitative researchers want to understand a topic or phenomenon from the perspective of the participants. And sometimes as the researcher, you are the participant too. The term qualitative research is any kind of research that produces findings not arrived at using statistical procedures or other means of quantification and counting. Qualitative approaches are very rich in description. The beauty of qualitative research is that it allows researchers to conduct in-depth studies. It has opportunities for developing new meanings, ideas, and concepts. Yet large numbers of participants are not needed. You go deep rather than wide, so a few participants in great detail rather than many on the surface. John Creswell and Cheryl Poth in their textbook have outlined five approaches for conducting qualitative research. Case study, ethnography, grounded theory, narrative, and phenomenology. These are the most commonly used qualitative or interpretive approaches in the social, behavior and health sciences literature. Also researchers Sharon Merriam and Robin Grenier include arts-based and qualitative action research. And Robert Yin includes autoethnography, critical theory, discourse analysis, ethno-methodology and oral history to the list of qualitative approaches and there are many others. To simplify just a little, there are key words and phrases could help you in understanding and distinguishing these different types of qualitative research approaches. For example, narrative deals with personal stories, like collecting the life history of Asian American grandmothers who grew up in the United States during the 1960s. Ethnography focuses on a culture-sharing group, or perhaps a group of online activists fighting for climate justice in South Florida. Phenomenology deals with the essence of an experience, like how older teens experience the loss of a close friend who moves to a new country. And case study is a bounded system, focused on a specific time, place, person, or organization, such as a class of graduate students learning about qualitative research methods in a semester, As a qualitative researcher, you have to also understand the philosophical assumptions for doing and choosing a specific type of qualitative research design. It involves your views about knowledge or epistemology, your views about reality or ontology, your views or axiology, and how you conduct research, which are the methods and methodology you use and your views of interpreting that research and the use of theory. For me as a qualitative researcher, it is an active, creative, and iterative process. There is not one way of doing qualitative research which leaves it open for creativity and innovation. As you continue to learn about and read about qualitative research design, give yourself permission to think outside of the box as you question and try to understand the world around you and those you are interested in studying that will help you to understand our world more richly and descriptively. The best way to learn about an approach is deeply to read about it, read several articles or textbooks on that one specific approach. There are many great resources that are available. Brainstorm your questions and see what approach may be suitable. Have fun.